Hello there. You're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Thursday, the 21st of September. Today, I'm joined by Duncan Balkan, who is a Watson's Daily ambassador. Hi there, Duncan. How are you doing today? Hi, Peter. Yeah, I'm great, thank you. How are you? Yeah, all good, thank you. All good. So, um, which, uh, which story did you pick out from Watson's Daily today? Yeah, so today I, I've picked out a story from the FT, um, and it's about WhatsApp uh, launching in-chat payment services um, for businesses in India. Yeah. Um, so actually, I've I've done something a bit a bit rogue here. I've chosen one of the kind of the smaller stories out of Watson's Daily Say in yeah. terms of in terms of the amount of real estate it takes <coughs> up inside the daily. Anyway. Yeah. It's not one of the ones that's got kind of paragraphs and paragraphs, and it's because I find this personally very interesting, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you for why. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, your ears so, back. Sit I down. Know, right? Get a cup <laughs> of tea. For, are you ready for a Duncan? <laughs> Got so, it. Um, so, bit basis to the story, anyway. So, shoppers in India um, are now going to be able to pay for products and services via WhatsApp, which obviously is very convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Meta, who obviously own WhatsApp amongst other companies, aren't going to be charging individuals. Um, but will be charging businesses. Now, they haven't really said what that structure is going to be like yet, but you'd imagine, as with any sort of payment, it's either going to be a percentage or it's going to be a, a monthly thing to keep your business on the pr- platform and be able to charge. I don't know. Um, but either way, so it's not going to affect consumers when they're paying for something, which is obviously a big win because a lot of um, services you have to pay just for the privilege of being able to shop on them. Um, so it is, on the face of it, a really good way to potentially kind of monetize uh, an existing app obviously mm. meta already have this technology in place they you can already pay for things through facebook so you'd imagine it'd be something they're quite equipped to add add in and, it, and the transition go quite smoothly which obviously is another is another <laughs> good thing if you're mm. if you're meta the reason i find this interesting um is because um in my head i could be wrong here but india is a, as a place obviously relies on technology a slightly different way to how we do mm. um in the sense that a lot of our data services and everything here are hardwired mm. um and so we will have fiber optic broadband you know straight down at most streets in the country now um going straight into your household whereas india it shares um a lot in common with uganda which is another country i've which is a country i've been to a lot and this mm. is why it interests me so in uganda um, they tend to rely more on mobile data. Mm-hmm. So most people won't have a landline. Um, the concept of hardwired internet isn't one that most people kind of get, unless you're in the middle of a major city in Uganda, you don't get that. So they're much more heavily reliant on their mobile devices, their mobile data, um, and being able to do everything pretty much off their phone. So I think I was talking to you earlier, and I was saying it's a kind of really weird cultural phenomenon for me, because you, when I go over there, that people will be using kind of a clapped out old car, won't see any point in investing in that at all. Um, there'll be kind of a few things going wrong at home, but won't see much point in investing in that because well, it's just my house, so what? But they're really focused on getting the latest bit of technology because mm. their, their entire way of being revolves around being able to get that mobile data. Because mm. Everything is done online for them and everything is done through their phone. So the concept that they could then, obviously, as business owners, if this obviously expands outside of India, you could do all of this via WhatsApp um, is is incredible because that means as a business owner in, in a country where maybe you don't have wired internet, 
you don't mm. need to be able to get a plug-in credit card machine. You don't mm. have to be able to have all that sort of thing. You can rely on internet, which, by the way, is phenomenal out there. Their their car five G and stuff is is ridiculously quick. Mm. Um, so they've all that 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 infrastructure in a sense is in place, but the the hardwired stuff isn't. So the idea of being able to take all this payment and and have all this kind of functionality over a service that's already existing on your phone, I think, is incredible for places like India, places like Uganda, but actually. Let's be honest, it'll be really convenient over here as well. Mm. But in terms of, obviously, they're saying there's car 400 million um, monthly users um, on the app at the moment. So uh, that, I think that's, is that in India alone? I think that's India alone, isn't it? Mm. So the, the uh, kind of amount of extra business that businesses will be able to do will mm. be huge. But also kind of for Meta, this is, even if they're taking a fractional percentage, which I imagine they won't be, Mm. This could be a huge extra income stream, which will obviously then allow them to carry on with developing things like, you know, their metaverse, which actually then this also becomes really useful for. So I find the the idea of being able to pay via WhatsApp very interesting. I think it could obviously be massive globally for any of these countries, like I said, that don't rely on hardwired internet and rely mm. on, on mobile internet. And obviously for meta, huge potential income stream there mm. so yeah that, that's that was my my favorite story in, in today's watson study what's your take on it mm. well no i think it's very interesting and actually i wondered um about you know whether this is this will actually become even better when they do more of these um satellites you know the internet like those um the ones that spacex does and things like that where you know when they when the when we see more coverage Mm. of uh, more internet coverage in more places around the world um this kind of payment thing will be i'm sure will be very useful so um so yeah so i i do think i think i think this is this is a yeah it's a great uh it's a great development also you do wonder whether this is a step towards the whole everything app now i mean i don't obviously uh, we don't know whether um zuckerberg like musk wants to have some kind of um everything app um like a wechat or or something um but this could be a step towards it i mm. mean certainly payments is a step towards that uh, if it were to want to do that which i think i kind of surely he probably does I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, you know, you Every would have thought... Talk about the metaverse. It's, it sounds like that's what his head, that's the concept, mm. doesn't it? Have, have this one place or one kind of functionality, whether it's an app or whether it's that mm. kind of thing where it can do everything. Mm. It, it can't, it, but like I said, not unlike Elon Musk, he hasn't said it in those exact words, but mm. you get the impression that's where Mark Zuckerberg's head's at. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, so we shall see um, whether that's, um, you know, whether whether or not that pans out. But, um, yeah, I think it's a it's a you know, it's an interesting one. And I'm sure lots of people will be monitoring that from around the world to see where, you know, how it works, how, you know, how well it works. If it works well, you know, then other markets may be more open to it. And of, of course, you know, they can uh, Meta can then go around the world and say, look, we have it's going on in India at the moment. It's going incredibly well. Volumes have done this, you know, wouldn't you like that in your country as well? So, you know, I mean, those, these kinds of things, I think um, it, it could, you know, we could see um, further, further developments here. 
Uh, yeah, and obviously you said around, around the world a couple of times there. Actually, WhatsApp is one of those apps that really is truly global, isn't it? Mm, like one mm. of the easiest ways of communicating with someone in a different country. Mm. So in that sense, if they pro- fully utilise this, it could be the, one of the easier ways of doing international mm. payments and international business as well. Mm. Well, especially for, the for a um, entrepreneur rather than a big, a big business that will obviously use you know, yeah. Stripe or other, other options are available. Yeah. Um, well, it, well, it, well, especially if uh, the, the encryption thing continues uh that's the thing isn't it i mean i i guess if you're doing payments you do want encryption and so you know that that do you know or or it may even be that they this could be you i mean i'm just thinking out 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 loud here but i wonder whether they could use it as a as an argument to keep encryptions to say look we need encryption because of payments i don't know maybe that's a, a oh, wouldn't that be thing. clever of them mm. <laughs> a, i wouldn't be too surprised that that argument's already prepped and ready to go now you said yeah. That. yeah yeah we'll see we'll see it's interesting like i said so that was that was my my favorite story in today's watson sale uh, what was yours peter so i'm going to be controversial today and oh uh, yeah i know it's incredible isn't it um i know i know so um <laughs> I really do like the Lex column in the Financial Times. So for those who are not com- completely au fait with what that is, um, it's more of the opinion piece, uh, opinion pieces in uh, in the Financial Times. I believe I believe that they are a kind of separate team of journalists, yeah. and uh, it, it is. Um, I, be- I again, I believe it is the most read part of the ft when i was a broker um i was told that if i didn't have enough time to read the whole of the ft the only thing i should read is the lex column so it's that it's that it's that important right Mm. so i always like the lex column because it you know it's very interesting opinions takes a bit of a stance which is great and uh yeah is, is is a good read right anyway so Normally, I'm I'm usually pretty much in agreement with what Lex says, but today I'm not right. So, um, in in uh, in this column today, it was talking about BYD, which is a you know Chinese uh, EV manufacturer, and it was it's essentially saying that it could um, find a place in the Japanese market. Um, so yesterday, it launched its second model in Japan called the dolphin but then again i can't really laugh at that because i mean the germans call the car a golf didn't they yeah and a, and a po- a, a, yeah, and a, <laughs> yeah exactly and, and a polo so and, and and that's done pretty well um but um but yeah you know i i think yes yeah, so they they've introduced this second um second car it's sm- it's a small cheap car uh you know compact ev now the thing is, it it's the, it seems to me anyway. My interpretation of of the Slex column is that um, BYD could make serious inroads into a Japanese market, um, and um, and and uh, you know, and uh, people are becoming much more cost conscious um, because. You know, re- we've seen recently that real wages have felt fallen for the 16th consecutive month in July. So people are going to be even more con- cost conscious than they would normally be. Yeah. Now, the thing is, so I'm saying this on half Japanese. I have worked in Japanese companies in the UK and I've worked in Japanese companies in the UK. I've 
you know, worked with Japanese companies in Japan as well. And I have to say that I think that this, um, that the assumption that BYD can make any in real inroads into Japan, I don't think is right. I do not think it's right. Now, the reason why I say that is because um, there is a, a there is a definite thing um, in Japan about being lumped in to the rest of Asia. Japan sees itself as being different. Um, and I think that other countries see Japan as being different, but sometimes in a bad way um, for historical reasons. Mm -hmm. um, and so, um, you know, and, and another just, a, you know, another thing as well is I, I you know, when I was first, uh, when I became stockbroker initially, um, I, I was delivered a set of my business cards and I was very chuffed at the time because they were embossed um, and they had English on one side and Japanese on the other. So I, I really thought I was, you know, pretty cool um, at the time. Now, in my job title, it said Far East Institutional Sales, right? Um, and that was all fine. I thought that sounded pretty good. Um, but then when a Japanese colleague saw it, they said, no, no, get that changed because we are not Asian, we're Japan. So, you know, they're very, 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 very sensitive to being lumped in with everyone else. The other thing as well is I think that Japan is very sensitive, um, has, has already been sensitive because China overtook Japan um, to become the world's second biggest economy in 2010. And I know, I mean, at the time I was working at a Japanese company, I know that Japanese, that really irked the Japanese and they're really not very chuffed about it, but it was like, well, it's inevitable, right? So um, as a result of that, and by the way, Japan and S South Korea, there's a lot of needle um, between the two um, as well, again, for historic reasons. Um, and so, so anyway, going back to, uh, going, going back to it. Oh, I've just seen actually just seen the news that bank of England has held the interest rates steady. So that's interesting. They haven't increased interest rates, but anyway, um, so I think that, um, given that, um, China, uh, we also heard last week that China is on track to become the world's biggest uh, export of cars this year is is on track to do that and that would push the japanese into second place so i think that the fact that a that china has overtaken japan as an economy um you know over 10 years ago that still wrangles with japanese the second thing is losing the spot as the world's biggest car exporter will also be annoying so my argument is that um that Japanese will not be keen to help China and buy, um, you know, buy BYD cars, no matter how cheap they are. Um, because I think that um, for a number of reasons, what, well, one, one is because I think that um, public transport, certainly in big cities in Japan is amazing. So that's one thing that, you know, actually there is less of a need, arguably less of a need for cars. Mm. Um, secondly, I think that they are 
very patriotic in the way that they buy their cars. Now, every time I've been to Japan, I've always thought this is that you just look around and every most cars seem to be Japanese. It's mm. a bit like, I mean, I'd say in France, when I've been, whenever I've been to France, you think, wow, there are lots of French cars here, you know, French, yeah. as in French makers. Um, so uh, I don't think that um, Japan is going to want to, or Japanese consumers are going to want to help um, China any more than they have to, um, which is why I think that BYD is not, that's why I would argue that BYD won't do as well as this article um, is is implying um, and actually it should concentrate elsewhere you know it should I think that it will be throwing a lot of good money after bad in in uh, Japan but what do you think yeah no I, I, I think obviously you've got a, a very interesting insight on this with a lot more knowledge than probably the average person reading this article so I think it's really interesting to, to hear that side um, and I would I would kind of tend to agree with you to be honest with you because from what I understand of how that relationship works, you're mm. essentially like a like for like for something I could easily understand in terms of relationship would be making the assumption that the Scots or Scottish people would yeah. happily deliberately go out of their way to help England overtake them at something. Yeah. And <laughs> for me, that's that would a good, never that's happen. A good, I think that's a good, uh, that's a good analogy. But yeah, That would never happen. Yeah. And, uh, so I think it, I think I kind of agree with you. It's almost lazy lumping Japan in with oh, mm. Asia and therefore assuming it, that will happen. But mm. also, I think the, the other side of this is like the the whole reason BYD do, do, are doing this is because they want to increase their presence internationally. Mm. And I would argue that Japan probably isn't the place to do that. Like you said, really strong public transport, really strong national loyalty to brands. Mm. Why wouldn't you pick somewhere like the UK? Where actually we've got very, very limited national loyalty to brands. No one really mm. cares that they're buying a car mm. from a British manufacturer. Mm. We do have a lot stronger loyalty to something that's more cost effective. And the whole thing about these Chinese EVs is they're meant to be a cheaper alternative. Mm. Um, and we're also on a lot more of a timeline in terms, although the timeline's been extended yesterday, mm. uh, a timeline for swapping to EVs. So for me, if you wanted to increase your international kind of business, Mm. The UK would make a lot more sense mm. um, than, like you say, Japan, which actually, to be fair, sounds like an uphill struggle to even try and get some cars sold, let alone mm. lots of cars sold. Yeah. So I think, like, obviously, with your your um, slightly more in tune insight, mm. um, that picture is a lot easier to see. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say, by the way, a complete tangent. Yeah. Apologies, because you mentioned um, how good Lex is is normally how much you normally agree with Lex. Um, you were recommending the week yesterday, I think, yeah, on the podcast. That's right. After yeah. the recommendation, I signed up yesterday, <laughs> yesterday oh, yeah. evening. Um, yeah. But if anyone else was interested, they are actually doing. Again, we're not sponsored at all. Yeah, um, if you wouldn't be good if we were, but no, <laughs> it would be good. But if you subscribe to the week at the moment, you get your first six editions uh, free to try. Well, that's good. So, isn't it? Yeah. so yeah. I thought, just thought while I was fresh in my mind, I came up when you said Lex, and we always normally recommend Lex. Yeah, um, that's another thing we normally recommend. We've recommended, and yeah, mm. if listeners were interested, you can get your first six episodes, uh, editions. There we go. But go. yeah, so going back to going back to the actual story, yeah, uh, yeah, I I completely agree with you that this is I don't want to use the word lazy because it doesn't quite it's not quite the right word, mm. but there's a couple of kind of assumptions in there about um, the way that I think Japanese consumers would operate that make the assumption that 
Chinese, this Chinese manufacturer is going to do really well over there. Mm. Not really a sound assumption to make. Mm. Um, so like I said, it, they might they might sell some cars over there, but I think the notion that that Japan is going to be the marketplace where this Chinese car manufacturer suddenly explodes into international business probably isn't a sound assumption to make. And like no. I said, there are, there are other places that instantly spring to mind that I think would be a better place mm. to do that, including the UK. Yeah. Well, there we go then. So the, we, the, yeah, I think, you know, two in, very interesting stories, unusual, I suppose, un, unusual for us to, to you know, uh, choose mm. this this type of story. But, uh, but anyway, but there you go. I, I hope that listeners um, found it interesting. Um, and thank you very much, Duncan, for your insight today. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thank you very much for listeners for listening. I hope, as I said, I hope you found this useful. Uh, we'll be back again for the last time. Uh, this week tomorrow so thank you very much have a great day whatever you're doing and um yeah we'll we'll be back soon many thanks thanks peter bye